The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of Make It So. That's right, isn't it? This week, of course, is the second part of our two-part episode. So previously on Make It So. Previously on Make It So. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not even previously on Make It So, is it? Star Trek do this ridiculous thing where it's last time on Make It So. That's last time on Make It So. And now the continuation. We're going to start (laughs) throwing me off with your your strange things to say. Notice outside how the light's dimming now. It looks quite like my Google uh, homepage style. Shut up. Sorry. Um, yeah, we have this forum thread. Uh, it started off as 20 things that you'd never see on Star Trek The Next Generation. It is now mutated. As I sit here now, there are 100 different things that you'll never see in the Star Trek universe. And we stopped it on 45. We stopped it on 45. This is the sort of show Channel 4 are interested in. Yeah. The top 100 things you'll never see on Star Trek. If we were Jimmy Carr, we could do this and make a fortune. Yeah. I'll write to them. That's what they want. The top 100. Oh, this is brilliant. There you go. Okay. Number so we'll, we'll just get on with it. Number 46. Do you want to take? Do you want to start away? Enterprise away teams been to two different locations on the same planet, and they have different climates. Now, the reason we don't see that is because then you have to spend money on creating sets with two different climates. Yeah, the only time they've ever really done that was in Star Trek Three. Yeah, and that was because the planet was deliberately. I made a joke about that with somebody the other day, and they didn't get it. I wonder why. Yeah, because it was oh, that was it. It was it was on the day. It was last Saturday or something last Sunday, and for some reason it was going from really really sunny to like snowy blizzards within fifteen minutes. And I, I said it's like Star Trek three, and someone said, "What do you mean by Star Trek three? It's like it, it, it I mean, it's like weather. Star Trek three. I mean, it's like Star Trek three. Watch your sci-fi, fucker. You're um, obviously a bad person, a bad human being. If you don't get a Star Trek three reference, yeah. <clears throat> Number 47, we hear music which was created post-1900 or we hear music from the current century. Yes, modern music. Now, that would be interesting to hear. We do hear modern music. We don't necessarily hear Earth-based modern music. No. But we do hear modern music. Oh, there was yes, some there was contemporary the... Bajoran music going off on Deep Space Nine the uh, other night. 
You see, that gets around the problem. If it's music from another species, it may as well be pre-1900. Well, do you remember the one in Series 4 of Next Gen where it's the, the warring people, the war boy, like the blonde-haired kid who comes aboard Picard and yes. gets him in his room yeah. and he plays that really loud, thrash metal kind of, German gothic metal kind of-esque thing? Is that what it was? It felt like it. I think um, you... Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to have to rewatch that now. Yeah. Picard said, turn off that racket! As you'd expect Patrick Stewart would if he walked into a room and someone was playing German thrash metal. Everybody playing German thrash metal should turn it off. No. Matter of opinion. Generally. Um, 47. Uh, no, we've done that. Yeah. Uh, 48. Picard walks in, uh, walks up to a replicator and says, give me a fucking tea. You already know how to make it. Who are these angry people on our forum? Angry, angry, angry post, that one. Um, Why? Yeah. You just say tea. Mm. I mean, maybe, you'd, maybe realistically, you'd have some sort of shortcut programmed in, so it wouldn't, you know, because the computer knows it's Picard talking to it. Quite frankly, if you had a computer as sophisticated as the Enterprise, as soon as I wake up, it should be monitoring my my own life support signals. So it knows when I've woken up. It knows that fifteen minutes after I wake up, I've been in the shower, I've had my shit, and I need a cup of tea. So it makes the cup of tea without me having to ask. It's already yeah. prepared my clothes, ready for the day of the week. So Monday, Friday, I'm going to work. Saturday and Sunday, I'm staying at home. You know, you see, I think we would have seen more replicators built into things, not just a replicator on the wall. For example, a small replicator built into the arm of your chair. So you just have a cup of coffee appear on the rest of the arm of your they chair. They did that nemesis. Did they? Yeah. That's what they should Shinzon do. goes, gee. And then you think he's going to go, oh, great heart, and he doesn't. Well, in actual fact, if you carry that onto its logical conclusion, you would have it built into tables. Yeah. And each place setting that would, would be have brilliant. A restaurant, you'd like sit down and like, would you like to make your order, please? And they do, and it just appears, just in, front appears of right in front of you. That's what you'd have. Yeah. There would be possible ones. Mm-hmm. Surely. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah, and everyone would be morbidly obese. You see, there's a there's an episode for you. Is things with problems with Star Trek technology that yeah. there would have been. We've been threatening to do that for a while. I mean, you really can't count the original series in it, but God, you know they've not done well on predicting certain things. To mm-hmm. be honest, not at all. Number forty nine, the Enterprise will encounter a Romulan ship that isn't a bird of prey. They did. They've encountered Romulan scout ships. Being chased by birds of prey. Well, they weren't. It was Romulan warbirds. Warbirds. Mm. Never mind. It's easy to get those mixed up. I yeah, often do. But they're like birds. I do yeah. as well. It's quite remarkable that two species... And we got the, the weird ones in Nemesis as well. The Scimitar and the other Romulan warbirds. We can't count the Scimitar. That wasn't really a Romulan ship. But there were other what, Romulan warbirds. Which, yeah, yeah, there were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on, number and three. And they were shit. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right. um, 50. O'Brien walks onto the bridge and shoots everyone with a replicated machine gun. Really? Will we not see that on Star Trek? Angry people, man. Angry people. Who wrote violence. Who wrote that? I'm going back. Find out who wrote these last three. What number three. is it? That's 50 to... Well, that's 40, 48 to 50, really. His username is I am the stupid. He's on lots of our forums. Uh, He's an angry person. He's very angry. Calm the Why fuck down. Why do that? 
Why, why, why do you think we never see that? Why do you think we never see that? Why do you no, think... Brian is not... Just because he's Irish doesn't make him... What's the, yeah, what's that about? What's that about? If anything, if we're going to play up to national stereotypes, I always, with the Irish, I go for drunk people before I go for bombers and all that, and mm. machine gun people. Yeah. Not accusing him of being or racist in any way. Or anything but, like that, you know. Yeah. Do they, why, do they have a good postal service? No, but going postal, that old phrase. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see, yeah. No, I know about lovely the Irish. people. Watch, uh, what was it, Life on Mars a few weeks back now. That explains uh, everything. They have a lot of luck. Um, yeah, they do. And shamrocks. Yeah. And, and, and uh, lovely songs about barley and wheat. Um, and you too. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Yeah. No, we actually get told where... Where Voyager was guessing all of the replacement shuttles from. Yeah. 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 Where were they getting all those replacement shuttles from? Yeah. The set department. Yeah. That's where. Yeah. That's where. Number 52, Harry Kim comes out of the closet. Harry Kim is the kind of guy that would only be gay just to get laid. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He'd find. He just think, I'm, fuck I'm, it. I uh, need no, some. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gay. Um, oh, like, well, you know. Jody would have done the same thing. Jody, yeah, Jody would have tried. Um, just, I just need some human Chek- contact. Chekhov would have tried. Um, Travis would have tried. Yeah. The the uh, the old. I'm actually sorry. I'm gay. Um, and then yeah. Number 53, somebody explains how Worf was able to be the Klingon ambassador and tactical officer on board the Enterprise E during Nemesis. Yeah. No, what, what is the explanation for him there being isn't there? One. It's just not ever Like explained. we said, they just, they just stopped bothering after a while. Do you know what I like to think was that when DS9 ended, he went back to the Enterprise? No, because he went off and became the ambassador to Kronos at the end of Deep Space Nine. Really? Yes. I haven't got that far yet. No, that's what happened. Now I'm saddened by it. Yeah, that's why it's always been a, what the fuck is Worf doing on the Enterprise and Nemesis? It's, oh dear, why did they do that? Also, Worf throughout the four years in Deep Space Nine, which most of the time he becomes a decorated officer and does absolutely amazing things that people praise him for for the hills, is also a commander and sleeps and commands the Defiant when Cisco's not on board. Effectively, the first officer for Cisco on the Defiant. I know the rules yeah. around the Defiant is somewhat hazier than most Starfleet's Federation ships. But again, Worf is this close to being a captain. So why exactly would he go back to being a tactical officer on board the Enterprise? And at the end of Nemesis, have no signs of moving anywhere other than being the tactical officer on board the Enterprise. Very again. true. So the intermediate four years that you spent it's kind of like leaving home and then moving away and, and getting a job somewhere and you'd spend four years there and then decide, actually, I kind of fancy moving back in with my mum and dad. Yeah, you don't yeah. do that. No. I, I, you know what? I'm at least happier that they just don't talk about it in Nemesis rather than the bullshit that is in Insurrection. Mr. Worf, what are you doing here? Well, Captain, let me just explain this to you off camera for a second. (laughs) And that's why. Oh, really? That's a fascinating story, Mr. Worf. You'll have to tell me it again louder someday. (laughs) That was insulting. Number 54, Picard's uh, new number two. Turns out to be much better than Riker. Number two. Yeah, why is he number one? 
Well, he's actually number two. two. Because number two sounds crap. But yeah, it sounds like a bit of a poo. Well. Simple as. Mm. I actually that came up in the, one of the books actually as to why Riker was referred to as number one. Really? Yeah. You know, I nearly bought a couple of Star Trek audio books the other night. I've had a few of those. I've had a few. I've listened to a couple of those in the long car journeys. Are they good? Um, I was twelve, so less right. at the time. Ah. Um, but they could be very rubbish now. I don't know. Uh, the best ones, uh, the next gen novels. The best ones were the ones written by Peter David. Right. He was the best. He was always the best one out of a lot of them. Mm. Um, and he wrote uh, a wicked one called Vendetta, which is a, was one of the giant books. They did two giant books. One was called Metamorphosis and the other one was called Vendetta. I've seen those. They, were, they shows, were big yeah. and the Vendetta one was a bold one. It was like a follow-up to Best of Both Worlds. It was awesome. Really? Really oh, good. It was one of the, the, the horrible thing. It was, like, it was one of those ones where you watch it and you just think, I, I really want them to make this. You know, you really wanted them to make it, though. It was fantastic. Um, we'll check those out. Yeah. I've, I've got that so much. I'll lend it to you. Um, number 55. Cisco declares DS9 to be a free state and a tax haven after deciding it's had enough shit from Bajor and the Federation. Yeah, you'd have a couple of problems with that, though, really, wouldn't you? He'd get in bother. Yeah, he'd get in bother. Um, most of all, uh, the fact that you would need both of their protection from the Dominion unless you join them. Um, yeah, but I can see your point. You would just sort of like, oh, for fuck's Make sake. it like Riser, but dirtier. Yeah. Riser's very clean, dirty. Yeah. See, He's sort of like DS9 Knights. Yeah, DS9 Knights. Yeah. That's Riser Knights. About Jake Sisko as a detective. Well, that would be the spin-off. Yeah. We'd, have, we'd just have Riser Knights, and then we'd have DS9 Knights. Yeah. See, DS9 Knights could follow on because Jake's still on DS9 after the end of DS9. He so, is. Yeah, maybe he's just meandering around like fucking a lot of hot chicks. God, or, how have we made series, spin-off series starring Wesley Crusher and Jake, Jake Sisko? Of all of them, we did that, yeah. Voyager Knights with Harry Kim. <laughs> Harry Kim still hangs around the USS Voyager pretending they haven't gone home yet, so he has a life. No, his, was, his would be a comedy, right? He'd be like a goofy security guard. And his job would be to patrol the empty Voyager at night. Yeah. And he'd get up to shenanigans. Oh, Star Trek comic, Star Trek sitcoms. So, um, Wolf and Quark living together or something, you know. That'd be brilliant. That would be absolutely brilliant. I'm the security chief on the USS Enterprise, and uh, he's a Ferengi bartender who likes to get up to mischief. We're the original odd couple. So, <laughs> Michael Don, what made you uh, want to take the role? Well, I haven't had much work recently, and my problems with the IRS sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do it. We can do it. So we, we could. We could. Number 56, somebody turns up on duty drunk. Almost has sort of happened. Almost. Almost. But we've had the effect of somebody turning up drunk, but not drunk. <laughs> Again, you ought to sort of see like TV, 24th century TV and TV adverts, like, you know, don't pilot your starship junk mm. sort of adverts, you know. <laughs> just a couple of feder- There's so much I want to see from couple, the 24th century. Well, just a couple of Federation officers at a bar and just like, well, haven't you had one already? No, it's all right. That's okay. And then you, just, you know, get a, a snapshot of an Enterprise crashing into the sun or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pilot Don't Starship's pilot drunk. Starship's drunk. <laughs> yeah. That'd be worth seeing. That'd most certainly be worth seeing. Uh, 57, uh, the actual con officer on board the D, Enterprise D, um, is allowed to pilot the ship instead of the boy. No, always the boy. Well, they did later on. 
They did later on, post-season four, you, you did have your con officers and they died a lot of the time. Um, they mainly died because their panels explode. Yeah. One or two times they got sucked out of the front of the ship as well. That was really good. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess number one cause of death on board Federation starships is exploding, exploding control panels. Yeah. yeah. Do something about that. They go on strike. If it wasn't a military organization, mm-hmm. they'd go on strike. Safer control panels, higher pay. Mm-hmm. There's always higher pay in there somewhere. Yeah. He says with his great knowledge of uh, Federation strikes. economics yeah. and uh, yeah, modern day striking actions. Uh, 58. They ask Guinan a question relating to a mission and she's no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> she always knew somehow always knew. but always very non-specific information what's happening Guinan I don't know but something's wrong I know there's something wrong but what is it I don't know just that something's wrong you are no use you see she'd have that she was sort of also the control force wasn't she she was like the control element like in um, uh, the data Odo seven of nine spot character she sometimes played that role. Like in yesterday's Enterprise, she was the only one that knew that something was going on. Yes. And everyone else was oblivious to the fact that but this all, wasn't the way it was supposed to be. All that she knew was that was something was wrong. Yeah. She couldn't really expand Jesus. on it. But that this universe is not the way it's supposed to be. We are not supposed to be at war with the Clemens. Sorry, I love that. That episode was amazing. Um, we see military uniforms, uniforms that blend in the background and do not... and. And do not camouflage only the Tate Modern Gallery for modern art. Yeah, we've lost the camouflage with Starfleet uniforms. Yeah. They're in space. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to have a number of them, wouldn't you, really? I mean, it's not like Desert Storm or... Colour-changing uniforms. Colour-changing uniforms, chameleonic uniforms. I mean, you can re-scramble someone's molecules and send them thousands of miles to a different planet... I'm sure you could come up with a certain fabric that changes color. Turn my red t-shirt into a green t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. You can do it now. No, you just get in the, the turbo lift and say, computer, 20th century modern clothing. And then you materialize okay. yeah. it. So. Could you be specific? Because uh, 21st century modern day clothing is slightly different in England to how it is in Pakistan. No, the computer um, knows where you're beaming down. Ah, right. See. Because it's sending you there. Of course. And they've looked it up on Google. Number 16. Uh, number 60. Given that the founders can reasonably shapeshift into humans with faces that look, that look very detailed, it is explained why they then persist with the melted face look that Odo started with due to his lack yeah, of skill yeah. in uh, developing the detailed look of his face. The hair is also an issue, I'm afraid, mm. because Odo, of course, replicated the hairstyle of his scientific research buddy. Yes. And uh, strangely, all the founders did too. Yeah. And he's not getting that much better at it. No. Um, and you also had, like, um, yeah, there's one who turns up in Series 7 who's, like, one of the other uh, young changelings he got sent off to the other side of the galaxy and he turns up and he looks like a more sophisticated version of Odo and uh, you know and it's just little things like that yeah it's stupid and a bit patronising to the audience really I mean if they're shapeshifters they can look like anything so why not just have them looking like humans that would make more sense you know or like a Bajoran or a Klingon or you know just yeah. continually looking like something different rather than looking like Odo you know have them looking like Odo if you want to do something where they look like Odo but I mean Surely there's easier ways. Yeah, that was a bit shit. Makes sense to me. Yeah. 
Number 61, the Borg send more than one ship to conquer Earth and therefore win. <laughs> Skeletor complex again. The Skeletor complex? Yeah, the Skeletor complex. Go over that for me. Skeletor has a plan. It's a perfectly decent plan with one minor drawback or somebody stumbles upon something that can stop them this one time specifically. It's a really easy, quick fix. So why don't you just do the same plan again? Skeletor never tried to do the same thing twice. He always had a different plan, different week. That's a good and idea. That's only a good ever, point. He was only ever thwarted by the minorest of things. So best of both worlds, they're thwarted by the fact that Data sent them all to sleep. Why don't you just send another ship? Why don't you send five ships? Of course. You, they barely dealt with one. Send five. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Silly Borg. Silly Borg. Silly Borg. Swedish. Do number 62. 62. Uh, Voyager encounters no wormholes, time warps, or advanced technology, and takes 70 years to get back to Earth. Kez's great, 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 great granddaughter sees Earth. Um, nice that job. would only have would only a slight drawback with that would be that the Voyager series would last seventy years. That would sadden me. That would sadden me somewhat. Although it would be interesting soap opera. Um, oh have, yeah, you'd have to take it daily, knock it down to twenty five minutes plus ad breaks. Yeah, and a you jaunty see, theme tune. The problem I find is that I think with Voyager, what they could have done, what they could have so cleverly done. Say, with for example, I'm using the example here. Uh, I mean, actually, it did throw everyone off, but like the end of the last series of Battlestar when they skipped ahead a year in yeah. the middle of the episode, there was nothing to stop. Voyager had no interaction with any, you know, up to a point, had no interaction with anything that was going on in DS9 or Next Gen or that side of the universe. So there was nothing that really would stop them from just skipping ahead a few years. Like I said before, like, you know, the Year of Hell episode. Yeah. Like, that just turned out a goal reset. I'd have loved that to have actually happened. Like, you know, it's just a season which was the Year of Hell and then they skipped ahead like five or six years and they're all a little bit older. You know, that would have been wicked. That would be a very clever idea. You know, so they were actually out there for 20-odd years or something like that. This takes us back to the fact that you and I should be making Star Trek. (laughs) If we were making Star Trek... It would be Rise of Nights, but, um, yeah. (laughs) Really. I want to see how far the trill spots go down. Um, so it would be rising nice. Um, you know what? We were th- there was an episode of DS9 where she was wearing quite a low cut dress. Yeah, and you always thought to yourself, "What was the makeup artist thinking that Wu Queen was applying that?" Well, no, I thought. You see, when I imagine where the spots go, mm-hmm. I imagine them going down the side. No, they clearly go down the front. Yeah, which means she's got weird brownie spotty boobies. Yeah. And I I imagined what they might look like. A little bit lower down, she might even have... I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't pleased with it in in general. No, I was. I could get over it. Yeah, I could get over it. But, you know, if I I felt about that person in the right way, or I'd had enough to drink. But (laughs) I wouldn't go looking for it. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Where are we? Uh, number 63, we're on to Voyager, aren't we, with these? Captain Jay Wayne walks out onto the bridge and begins to belt out, hey, big spender for no apparent reason. Some of these are rubbish, Mike. <laughs> some of them are very funny, though. I'm right? very sorry, but that, some of these are rubbish. That was, a, that was, that was quite an amusing idea, though. Um, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind saying that. Yeah, the number two uh, of the Enterprise is Devout Muslim Woman. No, they've evolved beyond religion. Yes. See that episode of Next Gen where Picard explains yes, that there they've... are no Muslims, there are no Christians, there are no Hindus, there are no... Uh, but they some for some reason they still use 
the Lord's name in vain. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. It's just a phrase now. Yeah. I, I say it, but I'm I not say actually I'm not saying anything about yeah. God. He's no. not there. No. If he is, I want a word. Oh, but there is that brilliant one in Battlestar again when Colonel Ty says, Jesus Christ. And you just wanted someone to turn around and go, who? 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 Um, you know, Frack, that guy. Frick, Frack. That guy behind the thing. Um, hate that word. The crew of the Enterprise visit the Federation headquarters in San Francisco. Data spends some time checking out the popular gay scene. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. There were actually numerous attempts to get gay characters into Star Trek mm. uh, throughout its history, and all of them failed uh, for various uptight reasons, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Hawk on First Contact was supposed to be a gay character. Uh, really? Yes. Where would they have crammed that one? Well... There were scenes that were cut, but if you re- apparently if you read the book of the film, it's quite extensive. Right. It's weird because in order to build it in, you have to you, you'd have to do it in a series and give that character an episode. Mm. And if you do that, and you add, it's, it's it's strange because you reach the point where you're almost doing it just for the sake of it. Well, there is pandering to the minority, which. Smacks that's, that's of tokenism, I mean. but the way you do that is you just have it as if it's a heterosexual relationship. You don't make a big deal out of it. That's it. But you see, the problem is if that's done badly, you get torchwood. Right now, again, you—I've got to sit through some torchwood with you just so I can bring you up to the level of hatred I have for it. And uh-huh. believe you me, you, you'll come with me right. quite happily on that one. Right down to the fact that they've stolen the door to the office from DS Nine. Right. Quite simply, the door to the Torchwood office is the same door on an airlock of Deep Space Nine. It's right, as if the, the rolling door. Yeah, it's the rolling round cog-shaped sh- door. I used to love that. I wanted to see someone get jammed in it, though. See anything get jammed in it. Yeah. They were big doors, and I like those a lot, too. Mm. Uh, Torchwood is starting again soon, so I'm, I might start, because there's a lot of, oh, isn't Doctor Who and Torchwood brilliant? I'm quite tempted to start a, no, Torchwood and Doctor Who a shit podcast. <laughs> But that would be a podcast of hate and we'd get lots of nasty emails. No, we'd do another podcast of hate and people fucking love that. They oh, phone me up and share their hate with me. Fair enough. I'm actually told it's very therapeutic. Yeah. Or do you think that's just bollocks? Simply syndicated.com slash do you think? Smooth. Phone up, rant about something. It makes you feel better. And Or phone up and rant about other people ranting. Even that's fun. Um, Number 65. Yeah. The crew of the Enterprise visit Federation headquarters in San Francisco. No, no, You no. said 65. Yeah, 66. Kirk and... Oh, my phone. Kirk and co. visit a planet that's run as a perfect communist utopia. Kirk nukes the planet from space because he just can't stand... He just can't stand pinkos. Unfortunately, um, the Federation is a perfect communist utopia. It's not communist. It is. How is it? How is it not? There's no economy. It's not There's run no by materialism. A there is materialism. No, the communism isn't a dictatorship, mate. That's what. That's a dictatorship. Communism okay. is when everyone works for the same purpose, and no one earns a wage, and everyone works together in harmony. We need to know more about the economics of the Federation. There is no economics. No one has any. It's external economics. The internal economics of the Federation is non-existent. Really? Yes. It's only so, when we're dealing with countries. Oh, no, country. Um, Na- uh, states that have an economy, then they have to use currency. 
So how does this work then? Imagine I'm living, I'm a happy Federation citizen in the 24th century living mm-hmm. on Earth, and I want a new iPod. Mm-hmm. How do I get one? You replicate one. I just replicate one there in my house. Yeah. How do I, how, how would the company who makes the iPod get any money for that? They don't. What would be the point in them designing and making a be- bigger, better iPod? Purely for pleasure. And the, for the uh, fun out of design for it. the expansion of the human race. Okay, so who builds my house? Um, well, someone who enjoys now, building houses in Cuba. Now, this is how this is how this works in Cuba. In Cuba, they have the sports teams. The sports teams um, will go and build people's houses. Really, for extra credits, which then can go towards them getting an extra special something they want. Um, in Cuba, everyone is roughly the same weight at, really? their, at their ages. It's an interesting thing on Cuba. Everyone is exactly the same weight because everyone eats just about the same. No one gorges, no one, because they all get tokens and they all eat around about the same amount of food. Um, in Cuba, the sports, like a baseball, yeah, baseball is also um, played in Cuba because it used to be an American, sorry, holiday island, um, which is part of the reason that they rebelled and became communist island. Um, and yeah, for cheap to prostitutes and drugs and the like. But yeah, baseball was retained. And one of their baseball stars in the 90s was actually, was so good that he could, if he played for like the New York Yankees or something like that, he would be making in excess of um, however many million a year. But he never defected to America. Mm-hmm. He never moved over to America away from Cuba because he liked living in Cuba. He believed in the communist system. And he would not earn any more money than the teacher working in the school because there is no money. He would earn the same amount of coupons to get his, wow. his weekly rations of food. And it, you know... It can work within a small community. But yes, it's not necessarily it's a bad system that doesn't work. It's just not. Yeah. I don't know. But how you see where the system falls down within the Federation system. Say I'm there in my swanky apartment that someone has built because they love building swanky apartments. Mm. And I'm watching, I'm playing my Xbox 4 million and I'm listening <laughs> to my, my iPod. Mm-hmm. And I decide I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to play Xbox. And and in fact, that's all I'm going to do. Uh, but people keep bringing out new and wonderful games. I'll never get bored playing Xbox because I don't need to buy any games. Well, maybe there, there is. Maybe there is an entire subculture in the in on Earth of of bums who just don't there do anything. Who just live off the state and uh, and continue. No, we have that now. You Why wouldn't that be in the future? You, you can feed yourself. No, you wouldn't get you electricity for your replicator. How do you not get electricity? I've got a free iPod and a free Xbox. And You've a free got a free iPod and Xbox as long as you work uh, at whatever your job is. Ah, so I, there have to be some sort of credit symbol. There, there is. is. There's always money credits then, isn't involved. it? It's not money. It's credits. It's Federation credits. But it's st- that's like money. Yeah, but it's, it's still the same. Everyone gets currency. the same amount of credits every week. So I'm a doctor. You're a cleaner. We make the same money. That's rubbish. Everyone would just be a cleaner then. No. Do you want to be a cleaner or would you want to be a doctor? If I'm would you the enjoy, same amount of money. Would you enjoy being a cleaner more than you would enjoy being a doctor? I, I think being a cleaner is a much stress-free life it compared is, to being a I, doctor. If I had a choice, if I had a choice between being a cleaner and being a doctor, I'd be a doctor. If you got the, paid the same money for it. If I got paid the same money, I would be a doctor over a cleaner. No, if someone if we I all got trained paid. to be a doctor, I would enjoy being a doctor. 
you know, if I enjoyed being a doctor, I'd enjoy being a doctor. Yeah, if, if we all got paid exactly the same money, I'd do the job with the least amount of work. Fair enough, that's how you'd want to roll. Or it. something like that. that. Does that work? Oh, I, I don't know. I bet it's in a book. Way off. Way I bet off it's here. in a book. No, we're in Federation Economics. Well, we are, we are, it's fine. Let's, uh, okay. let's continue down the list. Number 67. Go for it. 67. Kirk shags someone, and it turns out to be McCoyle Spock. Again, weird subculture, Kirk, Spock, gay love affair. There are books. Yeah? Yeah, there are books. They right. disturb me greatly. Don't read them. 68, Kirk has to go to McCoy after the itching down there gets too much. We really, yeah. The underlying theme of sexually transmitted diseases. Just Kirk, Kirk never really gets his end away. He just snog, snogs a load of women. Yeah, it's in the same way that the people in the brief account have never really got their ends away. It was just trains moving really fast and it was very exciting. Um, but really? it's all implicit, really, isn't it? If Kirk yeah. snogs someone, it's pretty much a given. He's going to shag him. He, he, he did Joan well. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. It would happen eventually, get an itchy thing. Or maybe he practices safe sex. Yeah. Or maybe the. Yeah. Yeah, number 69. We see a, finally see a Federation ship in which almost the entire crew is made of alien races. Uh, in fact, there are only two humans on the ship, and one of those serves the, the coffee. coffee. Yeah, that became it. Became more and more like that, didn't it? Because it started out obviously the original series, the only alien on board is Spock, and he's half human um, in the main cast. And then next gen, there's more. Uh, there's war often, and you know, it's a question of believability. You can't just th- again. This is what if you go too quick, too fast, you get torchwood. Yeah. And none of those aliens at any point were remotely believable. Right. I could be stood in the post office tomorrow next to a Ferengi in the queue and I wouldn't bat an eyelid. Mm. It's just that simple. I could walk past a Klingon in town tomorrow and I, I wouldn't flinch. It would make sense to me. Mm. Whereas anything they did on Torchwood was just look like we made it with Play-Doh. Right. And so if you start making up ships full of alien races then you you know you're into star wars territory with your, your level of detail you've got to go into and it's not in terms of like focusing on the one on, a, on a, as an entire show as uh, the ship full of, of just aliens because that just wouldn't work because we wouldn't have anything to relate to but it would have been interesting if they'd met like another ship that had there were always human captains as well like i like the fact that in undiscovered country they kind of pointed out that that the Federation is dominated by mankind. It is. It's very mankind-centric. Although both the presidents of the Federation that we've ever seen have been aliens. That's true. And I've seen Vulcan captains. Yeah, there's been Vulcan captains. And I'm not sure what Janeway was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That creature at the beginning of Star Wars that tells the Empire that Luke Skywalker and Ben Kenobi are getting on board the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tom Paris is the co pilot of the Millennium Falcon at the end of Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Yeah, that was too close. Um, number 69. That was number 69. That was number 69. The next gen crew visits a planet where everybody communicates by smell. Sadly, when they get a whiff of wasp musky odor, the planet descends into civil war. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. So you assume he, he doesn't smell nice. Yeah, there's a very big... He might smell like the lilacs. 
he has a shower. I assume he... Who says Klingons are smelly? No one ever mentions that Klingons are smelly. In their dark, dingy environment. Do you see any dirt? No. no. There's no dirt. It's as clean. They just, just have the lights on. Yeah. And lots of low, dry ice. Yeah. Stuff like that. In one episode, it is revealed that almost everything Einstein said has been proved wrong, and he is now considered a bit of a joke. Um... You wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare, no. Um, although, yeah, it would be interesting to sort of do that. I did like the episode in Next Gen when Data's playing cards with Einstein, Newton, and, uh, and Stephen Hawking's, and it's actually Stephen Hawking's. Yes. And that's that, quite a good one. Number uh, 72, Diana Troy is fooled when reading someone's emotions on the view screen, and the Enterprise undergoes devastating losses while under attack from someone she said was telling the truth about their ship being without power. Basically, we're talking about her fucking it up. That yeah. happens quite a lot. Just what? She only needs to be in a position of responsibility. Yes. And it will be fucked up. Um, yeah, anytime she gets behind the... Uh, the wheel. The wheel. Oh. Number 73, Data goes off on one, and on one of those verbose technical explanations and looks technical explanations and looks at Picard who says, do carry on Mr. Data. That's fascinating. But could you give more detail? Yeah. Kind of a, an extension of the data, not using contractions and such and such. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing data is a, is a source of infinite knowledge and statistical variations. And you sort of, you know, everyone sort of cuts him off when he's mid flow. You know what I mean? It's like, he's making this brilliant point that none of you could ever have conceived of. You all feel a little bit shit about that. So you tell him to shut up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Number 74, the Federation realizes if they can make an emergency medical hologram, they can make entire crews and only have one person aboard each ship to manage the holograms. They do have the emergency command officer hologram. Oh, did they? they did yeah, we saw that in Voyager. It also looks like uh, Robert Picard. Uh, was it because it was um, the one where he comes to Deep Space Nine and he's um, designing the LNH, uh, the long term. Um, Holographic. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. And he's basing that on Bashir. Yeah. To be designed to be on long. What season is that? That's series five. I look forward to that. Mm, That's a good one. I only watched that recently. Okay. okay, The uh, Romulans have lovely long hair curled into tight ringlets, not a short stylized mop. Bob. Not yeah, going to happen. Not going to happen. We've covered that one, yeah. yeah. Number 76, the communication system cannot magically know who to send messages to anymore. When Picard tries to contact Riker, the entire crew hears their conversation. I think that does happen. That <laughs> yeah. Surely that happens when we get conversations sent into rooms or onto the bridge or something like that. Somebody to bridge, it comes up through the main speakers. Yeah. There's no privacy. No. You just have to trust everyone not to spread it around. Exactly. So imagine if it was just sort of like off hours and Riker suddenly assumes that Picard is like um, in his quarters and sort of, uh, Riker's Picard and starts talking. <laughs> You'll never guess what that dirty bitch Troy did to me earlier today. Um, I'm on the bridge, number one. Um, everyone yeah. heard that. Shit. Deanna's here too. She's <laughs> frowning now. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I mean, you, you kind of, yeah, you do have a certain amount of trust. She says she feels upset, but I don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody, also, also, yeah, the fact that the the communication system, that there's only ever one Riker on board as well, you know. When Riker's dad's yeah. on board, was it you know Riker to Picard, um, or Picard to Riker, and like, which one? 
Mm. Fair point. I never thought of that. Number 77, the Federation realizes it may not be the best idea to put the Federation and Starfleet headquarters in the same city. Yeah. Made ever more poignant when it gets bombed. When does it get bombed? Series 7 DS9. All right, I need that again. Yeah, Golden Gate Bridge gets completely trashed. Really? Mm. Really? Loading off. Really? Yes. Wow. It's a good episode. Wow. Um, you don't really see it. You'd see it afterwards. It's just... I hope they put it back together by the time we get there. Well, it's in the future, isn't it? Only um, about three weeks, though. Yeah, kind of putting your eggs in one basket with that one, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Bad accidents can happen. Somebody asks why the Earth is the centre of the Federation. Because yeah. it's the best planet. And the person who posted this says, uh, yes, centre is spelt right. A little bit of a jibe there, because you spent spelt centre with an R-E, which is, of course, the correct way of spelling it, mm. unless you live somewhere else and don't spell it like that. Yeah. Number 79, 709, wears something other than a skin-tight catsuit. What would be the point of that? Why would that happen? Why you would sort you of make do that? that point? I don't know why you'd want to do that. No. The same with Paul. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? No. Don't. You mean... Same with Kira. <laughs> There's always a reason to keep one of the women in skin tight. Kira, we could... Have... Yeah. She's like a little yapper type dog. Not later on, she's not. She's good later on. Okay. Um, Odo changes into a rhino and charges around DS9 just for the hell of it. Why? Well, he does often turn into a bird and fly around for just for the hell of it. It's a little bit less intrusive. Um, Or a rat. mm, Often wondered why exactly it is that he can replicate a a rat down to visually perfect rat, visually perfect Aorian eagle, which oddly enough looks like an earth eagle. Um, and uh, various other animals but can't do a human face yeah that's a fair point yeah number 81 Picard apologises for Wolf 359 it wasn't his fault yeah but we always end up apologising things that aren't really our fault either what like the bombing of no, like like slavery. We were like, there's, there's recently was like, like apology. You know, oh yeah, Tony sorry, Blair, right, sorry. Says we're apologising for slavery. It was right. two hundred years before you were born, Tony. Don't you find that a slightly insulting? It should have just read. I know it was wrong, and that's why we don't we do it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's why we stopped um, doing it. If I could change it and made it not have happened, I would, but I can't. They did the same thing with the the Japanese were apologising for um, for Pearl Harbor or something like that, and it's just like it's fifty years ago. The people who actually were behind the attack on Pearl Harbor are dead. Yeah, I'm not in favour of people who didn't do something having to apologise for it or not or just doing it full stop. The Queen apologising for bombing towns in Germany. What did you bloody expect? You started a war. <laughs> You were bombing us. We bombed you. Mm. You say sorry first. Well, it was just war, wasn't or, it? Or in actual fact, how about neither of us say sorry and we just get the fuck over it? Mm. How about that? Maybe. Silly people. Silly people. Voyager decides the uh, Celestial Temple wormhole is closer than Earth. It might not be. It we haven't. Not be. We need to get the map out. Yeah. Because um, let's say you've got Alpha Quadrant in the middle and on one side you've got the delta quadrant, and on the other side you've got the gamma quadrant. Then to get to the delta quadrant from the gamma quadrant, you still need to go all the way through the alpha quadrant. Yeah. You know, you're making that based on the supposition that the delta quadrant and the gamma quadrant are next to each other when quite possibly they're not. 
It was in the Star Trek Fat Files at one point. There was a big fold-out poster, I think, of the map of the, the, map of the, the, the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. I noticed in the one of the DS9 Easter eggs on the last disc, mm. there's lots of Easter egg making of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads the, of them. That I found. Mm. Uh, and on one of those interviews, the guy had the complete 1 to 12 Star Trek Fat Files sat behind him in his office. Right. So you, you make it. You don't need that. Yeah, you do. You'd have it, wouldn't you? I, I didn't have it. I, well, I had one to three of them or something like that. Number 83, Bejo finds a guy that isn't a motherfucking moron. <laughs> you know, when are you going to find a good Pope? Same thing. Same thing, yeah. That well, guy's got did, little they, beady eyes. He looks like he's evil. I can't remember. They didn't give it to Beryl, did they? There was Because no, Beryl wanted it, and then they gave it to... Because he... Kai got up, Yeah. Kai went. Uh, win got it, yeah. yeah. And why didn't Beryl get it again? Uh, I believe he, was, think, he collaborated, didn't he? With oh, he was set up so he couldn't run and had to step down and not. Ah, uh, yeah, that was it. He was accused of uh, doing something bad. Mm. I don't think he did it. Yeah, watched it's all him, politics. Watched him die the other night. That was quite good. Yeah, oh, when he has half the brain removed. Why can't you replace his brain with a computer? Uh, that took far too much explanation to Kira for me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Why can't I replace his brain with a computer? Fuck off. <laughs> you replace his brain with a computer. Because you'll need a modem to talk to him, that's why. <laughs> Silly woman. Uh, number 84, all the stuff that captains get really pissed off and head to San Francisco and destroy all the records of the Prime Directive and then destroy all the ship records with it. Why were pissed off about what? Angry people again, posting on our forums. Was that the same guy? Read number 85. I'm going to look up number uh, 85. I've lost Let's it. see who did that one. God, are we on 85? There's an awful lot of these. 84, I am the stupid again. He's very angry. He's very angry. What's wrong with you? Calm the fuck down. No. No, is it, why would they go and blow something up? Get pissed off at what? Read sentences back before you post. Mm. 85, right. The Federation gets involved in an illegal war under the pretense that the planet they're fighting has weapons of universal destruction (laughs) Uh, when they're really fighting to topple an evil dictator who has an excess of lithium crystals. Um, It'd be poignant. It'd be interesting. But um, ultimately... Un-Federation-esque. yeah. Proving the difference between the Federation and the current administration running America. Um, to be fair, there's a great deal of difference between uh, the Federation and the current administration running America or any country. Yeah. Uh, there aren't many presidents presiding over a number of planets. No. So I think maybe in some ways it's unfair to compare the two. No. An illegal war, yeah. That's really what we're talking, an illegal war. Mm. I always find it funny that all uh, the people still say, oh, I actually did think Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, though. I still find that amusing. We, we also forget, it's fair to say, we also forget we're there too. Yeah, we are. That, they aren't there alone. No, we are just They're shooting us. Yep. In Iraq. But still, I mean, they still intelligent people, though. Like, really intelligent people. I really thought Sam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. I'm sorry, what was the first thing that America did when they got the nuclear bomb, Richard? Could you tell me? They dropped one. Yeah. What was the first thing Pakistan and India did when they got the nuclear bomb? They uh, let one off. Yeah. Did, did, uh, what was the first thing that uh, Russia did when they got a nuclear bomb? I believe they, they blew one Yeah, they tested they one, didn't they? Yeah, they kind of told everyone that they had weapons of mass destruction. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless. 
You mean like when North Korea got nuclear weapons and, and blew one up? Blew one up, yeah. When France yeah. were t- talking about yeah. theirs and were blowing them up. But apparently Sam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and just sort of felt up. like keeping them to himself. Yeah, kept yeah. it a secret. Yeah, well, that was political, wasn't it? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Number 86, a member of the senior bridge crew gets killed by something extraordinarily ordinary on an away mission. <laughs> What happened? He just, he had a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. He fell down and banged his head. He yeah. fell off a big thing. Yeah. Someone pushed him. Yeah. He got, it's no one commits suicide. No, they do have a couple of suicides. He got run over. He didn't yeah. look both ways before he crossed. Got po- choked on something. Ch- yeah. Choked on a peanut. Choked on something. Yeah. Got Ch- cancer. No, there's no cancer. There's no cancer anymore, is there? Got some kind of disease that they haven't cured yet. And died. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. That old would... age. Who dies of old age? No one dies of no old one age. in Star Trek. Don't be in Star Drank Trek. Drank too much Symphol and had a heart attack. Yeah. Um, Symphoholics. Symphoholics. Number 87. Mm-hmm. The Enterprise encounters a temporal anomaly and immediately changes course to avoid it. Where would the fun be in that? Yeah, well, We're out yeah. having adventures. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be funny if it happened. Again, like the whole of turning up and the mission's actually been resolved. Yes. We, number 88, we see a devout Jew, Catholic, Satanist, Muslim, Hindu, or Buddhist in space. The lack of appearance leads me to assume some sort of anti-holy war has eradicated all religion on the planet. After people realize the illegal war on terrorism could be finished once and for all by arresting all priests, monks, etc., and blowing up churches, temples, and mosques. Ooh. Oh, gosh, gosh. Um, are the lights dimmed at your house? Yes. Uh, do you play lots of Radiohead albums? Are you, are you angry? Are you upset about well, things? Well, you know, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, as we said earlier, it has been explained in, um, in an episode of Star Trek that they have no beyond religion. There's no religion anymore. Um, it's just like the John Lennon song. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No religion, too. The Borg assimilates Earth because the Federation defense spending has been scaled back after liberal hippies started screaming about blood for dilithium conspiracies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was Jason. That was Jason. Oh, that's brilliant. Nice rebuttal there, Jason. That was good. Um, um, number 90. <laughs> Picard has- Sorry, I haven't read that one before. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, we very have to get it together. Number 90, Picard has stuck to crush it to vent some sort of substance in through the ship to kill some beings, and she says, What the fuck is that? <laughs> right. Oh, I'd love it if something really strange killed. Everybody, Dr. Krish released a load of Jif lemon into the atmosphere and dissolve everybody. Or, or flour. Or powder paint. Or sausages. The same happens, but they don't have it. It's the next one. You don't get that. No. Because she goes, goes, what the fuck is that? You go, well, it's this. Oh, we haven't got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that wouldn't happen because they have replicators. Have you ever seen Star Trek? Well-stocked sickbay as well. <clears throat> uh, Picard goes uh, into his ready room and the lights... Lights up a joint. Lights up a joint. Um, blazes a doobie. Blazes a doobie. Skins well, up. As they don't have 
cigarettes or alcohol in the 24th century. I'm guessing that the... Well, they have alcohol. Sinfahol. And alcohol still. But they don't in the Federation. No, they do. They just don't drink but on they starships. But it in. It's illegal. Star- no, Romulan ale is, but that's uh, the trade embargo. It's sort of like the Cuban cigars are illegal in America. Ah, so uh, right. So Romulan ale. I love that Romulan ale as well. It's just like um, like calling Budweiser American beer. I'll have an American beer, please. Yeah, Which Romulan one? ale. Well, they have an empire, and I'm sure they have many different types of ale. No. All of which could fairly be described as both Romulan and ale. I will have an American beer and a British meal, thank you. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 93, Data is caught playing Pac-Man while on duty. That would happen. Yeah. Right. This is all the same as, you know, they're going on a long journey. How long is it going to take? 18 hours. Well, bung a film on. Yeah. You would. You're going to go mad if you don't. There's so much time flying around. Mm-hmm. Screensavers watching computer games. You'd have a Halo 3 tournament on the bridge. The internet. The internet. All that sort there of thing. There would be 24th century MySpace. I'm sorry. It's just like I've just got a message. Yeah, but you'd have to have your profile up on that big yeah. screen for everybody to look at yeah. and stuff like that. You'd have lots of uh, girls from the Federation. For... You never see anyone watching telly on Star Trek, but we know they have it. Yeah. No, they don't. Well, they said that in the 24th century there's no such thing as television. Well, television, what do you do for fun? Uh, yes, but there are news feeds. Yeah, yeah. news feeds. It stands to reason that that will always be there. I think we'll always have a media. It will change its form and, mm. and be very different, I'm sure, in 300 years. Well, see, that was one of the things but, that Babylon 5 got better. Um, did, did better. They had the, uh, the interstellar network... Um, News, um, which is like a CNN esque thing, but in in sci fi terms, yeah, and that was always really good because you got the you got the news about what was actually going on in the galaxy occasionally, and then they got taken over, and it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, something like that, which they kind of didn't really focus on that sort of detail, did they? No, they should have done. We'll mm. put that in uh, my movie. Uh, number ninety four. Uh, there's a pinball contest on board the Enterprise. Data wins. Yes, that'll be fun. Number 95, Data gets dog realising that cats are very fickle creatures. This should have happened long ago. I agree. Uh, but then the, the, we, we had a dog on Star Trek once. Um, Porthos. Porthos. And he didn't Porthos. die quick enough or at all. Yeah, another example of how the Americans take the French. Beagles are thick as shit, you know. Yeah, they are. We were looking this up on Wikipedia. There was a list of how intelligent different breeds of dogs are. Mm. And because Collie was number one and Labrador was number seven. So we were quite pleased with that. Mm. And so they had like the top 10, the middle 10, and then the bottom 10. And Beagles are like way down there. They're like, huh? Small. What? More than Don't get it. And it was like following command on up to 25 commands. Less than a quarter of the time. Right. So they wouldn't do what you tell them. You had to tell them a command 25 times before they'd do it. Number 96, the next-gen crew become the subject of a new reality TV show. Sadly, during an argument, Picard calls Worf a pasty-headed cock monkey, and the result becomes a figure of hate across the galaxy. Jade Goody meets Jade Captain Goody Picard. And Captain Picard, analogy. Yeah. Have you seen the first episode of the current series of South Park? No. Where... What is it? Stan's dad goes on Jeopardy. Mm. And he's Stan, not Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. And he's got one word to guess. And the letters he's got to pick from are N something G G E R S. Right. 
And it's the the thing is the clue is it's something that annoys you. <laughs> oh my god! And so, he, oh my god! He's standing there. And he's like, oh, I, I think I know what it is. You know what it is? You tell us all what it is. Tell us what it is. I don't know if I'm supposed to say. It. Go on, shout it out. And he is it niggers a silence. And they just rotate the letter around. It's an A. The answer was naggers. <laughs> People who nag. <laughs> and then the point of the episode is, is that he becomes known as the nigger guy. The guy who said nigger on, on Wheel of Fortune. And they eventually moved to make the words nigger guy illegal. Right. Which is the thing. And that was... That just seemed to tie in with the accidental racism on television. It's well worth a watch. Uh, okay, 97. Picard and co travel back in time by accident land on Gilligan's Island. Inevitably, Riker ends up shagging both Ginger and Marianne. I've never seen Gilligan's Island. Me neither. That's one you Yanks have kept entirely to yourselves. I assume, therefore, it's rubbish. It's very famous, though. It gets referred to in a lot of different shows. It certainly does, but when you think... Here's what causes me to conclude that. We get a lot of stuff from America. We get the primetime stuff. We have Friends, 24, Lost, all that sort of thing. Mm. And then we have the sort of B-list of shows. Mm-hmm. Your Bones and other mm. stuff. We get that as well. Yeah, mainly shown on Sky One. Mm-hmm on weeknights when no one's really watching it. Then we have the ITV three o'clock in the morning stuff, which is your much lesser known sitcoms, all that sort of thing. Mm. that only the insomniacs, the smokers and the students know about. Yeah. And Gilligan's Island didn't even make it onto there. We we get the worst of your television. It all makes it over here, but Gilligan's Island never did. I think Gilligan's Island might've just gone too long before it, Got on here, if you know what I mean. There's a soap opera in America. I mean, we've got kept, we occasionally get American soaps, don't we? But there was a soap opera in America which has been running longer than Coronation Street, right? Um, and I only know this because uh, the guy who plays Ken Barlow in um, Coronation Street is the second longest running actor to play a character, and Coronation Street has been around since 1960. Yeah, so he's been playing the same character for 46 years now. Um, and there's someone who in America, in an American soap opera, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, who's been playing a character two years longer or something like That's that. That's got to fuck with your head, you know. Well, if I was Ken Barlow, I would wait until that guy dies, then I'd wait three years and then I'd quit Fair Coronation time, Street. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's, but there's like soap operas like that. And then, you know, once a show's been going so many years and it's not made it onto British television, you can't really put it on. British television because yeah, then you need you to go back to the beginning and you can't really get through it or, or maybe I'm talking out my ass yeah, because there's so much talent yeah. and we've had American television coming over here for as long as the Americans have had television so not true that's well okay probably give or take decades. a couple of years really? but no, we've always had American television come yeah, over we used to make our own and then we used to we yeah, don't anymore we started importing it all um Number 98, Harry Kim finally gets the courage to ask Seven of Nine why she's dating Chakoti. She answers because he's kind, caring, sensitive, and has a novelty tattoo on his penis. He probably does, actually. He's probably of a tiger pouncing. That's what it would be, wouldn't it? Towards the tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number 99, Wesley gets it wrong. 
I'd love to see that. Yeah. He fucks up, but that's not the same as getting it wrong. Nope. No, well. Wesley just gets it wrong. And that concludes our lesson. Here endeth the lesson. Shall I refresh? I'll refresh the forum thread on on the web, bro. I'm doing that off mic thing that pisses people off. Sorry. This is because the computer's behind me. So I keep turning around. So it's refreshing. Do we have a hundred? No, no. We, we don't, don't have a hundred. So that was 99 things that would never happen on Star Trek. And thank you very much to all of our forum users who have contributed to this list. Uh, we can't name all of you what we could, but it would be another show. Um, and uh, thank you in particular to Blair for starting that list yeah. for us. If anyone at Channel 4 would like to make that into a TV show with Jimmy Carr, you can email makeitso at simplysyndicated.com. We'll hire out Jimmy Carr for the day. It can't yeah. be that much money. Get him a pink suit. He likes those. Well, we could do it. Do we'll it. do it. We'll, we'll get a suit it. each. It'd be really um, entertaining. It would be. Yeah. Well, I hope this has been really I really hope it has been entertaining. Um, and yes, if you enjoyed that show, then you can possibly listen to some of our other shows. If you don't already, you can find them all on Simply Here, including The Definitive Word, or do you think that's just bollocks, Weekend Watches, and of course, the flagship movies you should see. It's got the most number of phaser banks. It does. It also has the best shields, um, and the, and the biggest crew. That's uh, it. Pop over to Podcast Alley, give us a vote. Yep. Pop over to Dig, give us a dig. That'd be smashing. Yeah. Uh, give us a quid. Give Would be quid. even better if you want to go to our web page, simplysyndicated.com slash make it so. There's a button that says uh, donate any amount via PayPal. We desperately in need of a new microphone or two, and we kind of figured if everybody donated a pound then that's a very small amount of money because what the fuck you going to do with a pound? What are you going to do with a pound? Then give it to us. And if that happened, then we could buy enough new equipment to sort everything out and, in fact, launch another show on the Simply Syndicated Network. Call it PodFam. PodFam. Yeah. Pod, so, PodFam? Oxfam, PodFam, donations. I see where you went with that. Yeah. Simply Aid. Simply Aid. Something like that. Um Podic relief. Podic relief. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, and, and do that, and um, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Really. Um, and yeah, uh, once again, very much thank you to everyone who's contributed to that show. It's, that's like the group show. Really. That was, that was nice. good. Yeah, I that enjoyed that. Yeah. I feel a sense of community and yeah. warmth. I feel like I'm being given a big electronic hug. Exactly. And if you want to get on the forums, simplysyndicated.com slash make it so slash forum. Talk to us. Talk to other Star Trek fans. Tell us what you like, what you hate, what you love, and um, do it all from yeah. the comfort of your own living room or workplace wherever you tend to do it. If you're a dosser, work. If you're not, home. Okay. Or if you're a dosser, if you're at home instead of being at work anyway. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. Yeah. But you are. If you're doing I- it at home. Get on with your marriage. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. My wife must hate you. Unless you're not married. Unless you're not married. This could go on forever. Could do. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. See you later. When it comes to movie reviews, what you want is intelligent, grown-up conversation. If we hear any, we'll let you know. If Star Trek had been a bit more raunchy, I'm sure we'd have got a body double with a big cock to stand in at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Movies you should see from Simply Syndicated. Find us at www.simplysyndicated.com slash